welcome back to the DS Chronicles, a Demon Slayer podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chad. I'm Ronnie. And today we're covering Season 2, Episode 8, Sound Hashira Tengen Uzui. Oh, you cowered out. Uzui. Uzui, I think. Uziwi. Um, That was close as well. The Entertainment District arc has yeah. begun. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to do this in the podcast feed. Everyone knows Ronnie likes to keep it nice and neat. Um, I don't know what this episode is. We've talked about it. It's season two, episode eight, but not really. Um, because you can type in 700 different things and find 800 different things when you look for yeah. it that way. Which is fine. What's the arc again? Say it again. <clears throat> the Entertainment District arc. Okay. There All we right. go. We're here. We're in it. We made it. Mama, we made it. What'd you think about this long episode? Yeah. First of all, I went, oh, whoa. That's how I went. That's what you did? I went, whoa, whoa. I said, I thought we just finished a film, and now here I am right back in the middle of one. And the production seemed like a film, too. And they acted like they were making a film, dude. Yeah, the first, especially the first 10 minutes of the episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, my goodness. When we were gee. in an OP, but not really in an OP at all, it was like the yeah. opening of a film credits scene sequence. I told you, did I not say, Ronnie, more to come whenever you said, wow. I mean, you said more to, I mean, I mean, that today was the first time I was like, all right, yeah, I mean, this is, it looks as good as it did last episode. Yeah. Which it, is still incredible and the best I've ever seen, but, you know. Just because they put... The best is yet to come. All, but, oh, wow. I cannot wait to get to kind of that opening film sequence because I've got one of my favorite things I've ever seen was in it. Wow, really? Yeah. Okay, well, let's just get right into it then. So, we get another little recap, all right? Um, the insane fight. I mean, dude, it's hard not to watch that. I, I was, At first, I was like, oh, this is another recap of the fight between Rengoku and Akaza. But it just looks so damn good. I watched all of it again. Twice. Good. I like the hustle for the podcast. Yeah. So fulfilling to watch. But we then see, we get a good glimpse of the Kakushi, the medic team. We see, oh, okay. <laughs> we get them running to the scene. I just thought that was funny how we had them in slow motion running to the scene. Um, and the brute, You thought it was funny that they were hustling well, it just, to a it scene It looked kind of dumb. It looked, it, for some reason it was like, it just looked dumb because they just think the not same that thing good. when you see paramedics running to help someone. No, because they look serious. These people didn't look serious. It was like just two of them, and I'm just thinking of all the injured people laying under the train. It's just okay. two guys. They, the further you explained it, yes, they did not have enough people to take okay. care of all the injured. Yeah, I put it right. You know, they're running to help out on this brutal train aftermath where we must have hundreds dead. I mean, just hundreds, right? Oh wait. One. Uh, there's only uh, one dead. Uh, there's just the one. There's just <laughs> yeah. the one dead. I hope it's they brought the a bunch Hashira. of wheelchairs, but yeah, just the yeah. one guy. The one guy's dead. We get the whole thing. Inosuke crying again. Um, Betty Croker making the rounds, but this time we see Betty Croker meet up with Sinjiro, Rengoku's brother. We've got some sad piano music playing too. I mean, it's just overall just a sad scene. Um, so is this all the recap? Are you still recapping it? Well, now we get to the master, um, and the master thinks back to what Tanji is saying to Akaza. Because okay. Betty Croker even relays that information Right, to Betty him. Croker always got an ear open. You know, and it's what he's called him a coward, saying, us demon slayers, we're always at the disadvantage fighting you at night. Yada, yada, just keeps calling him a coward. Kind of sounds like a child, like you said before saying right. this, but I understand the frustration. It's all truth. 
It's all it's true. All He's truth. not lying. It's just, you know. And But I liked the acknowledgement of what the master was. Like, he was almost surprised that Tanji said this. Or I don't know. if What, well, what did no, you take from that? I would say that it was like. Or sur- proud? Was he proud. proud I, think okay. it, I don't think he was surprised, but he was kind of like, huh, he said what? Oh, he said that, yeah. did he? Hmm. And then he said that they must all carry on the will of Rengoku. Boom. End of recap. And this was I meant to I meant to mention it last episode. Didn't forgot. Uh, so I'm going to mention it here. And keep in mind this my notes are chronological. Do. This is not me getting ahead of myself, even though it's going to it's going to come back around. Um, Tanji without a sword again because he threw the sword, got <laughs> yeah. stuck in the back. I'm mad that I didn't mention it last episode, and that's all I'll say for now. But I just want to put it on record. That when I was taking my notes, I was like, oh, that's going to come back up. Okay. In a big way. And I know, I was like, is he going to go look for that later on? I, <laughs> right. I, that's what I, my initial thought was like, well, maybe he'll find it and everything will be fine. But. I got caught up in my emotions, so that's why. So, then, like you said, the filmologist comes out of us where we study that they're, you know, the credits are rolling. We get this beautiful, like, uh, scenery of a village, correct? I mean, it's a cool place. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure, and um, it's very Japanese, very luxurious. Just all the scenery, all this. Do you have your one takeaway from this uh, very filmatic scene? Yeah, let me, and I'll get to that in just a second. Okay, I put the night lighting. Okay, I love a good city that has beautiful night lighting. What does this little village slash city have? Beautiful night lighting. We head over to a bookstore, and on the way there, we have a young child. Um, you know, he's going to that store and it's nighttime. While he's walking through, I put that it looks like a Pokemon village. Mm-hmm. That was my one takeaway. It's a nighttime Pokemon village. And we even get, right after my initial thought of that, we get a Butterfree. It was a butterfly smashed on the ground. And I was like, oh, as soon as I thought, thought about Pokemon, we get a freaking insect that looks just like a Pokemon. I'm so glad that you mentioned it. First of all, that did not look like a Butterfree. It was way too artistic to be a Butterfree. Um, yeah, when they showed the butterfly with a wing ripped off and in black and white, I called the Oscars. I dialed them up. I said, you guys have got to get over here. <laughs> you guys, I know you're not taking this seriously enough, but you got to you gotta watch this excerpt. What is that? You know, in the little section? Excerpt. Of, excerpt? Is that correct? That doesn't it, it, sound correct. In the word, there's a P, but if you're supposed to pronounce it that way, I don't believe so. I'm on it. The P might be silent, but look it up. I'm on excerpt. Excerpt. Okay, fucking nailed it. Congratulations, nice. Ronnie. You are doing a good job. So you that was your favorite part of this? Was the That was my favorite, because when I yeah. saw, it was all just like, I was like, wow. Because when we first went into it, I, I went, okay, this is the OP of this part this arc and i was like oh it's very uh it's it it felt like it was the ending season like it was like the final season was the kind of vibes where everything gets super serious and we were at a turning point um but then i started to realize i was like oh maybe this is just for this episode because they were like uh intermingling it with actual like stuff from the show that was currently happening kind of like the village you were talking about all right. I, 
And I think that, I mean, just this whole sequence is just fucking awesome. And having a, a young child walking with a book, I mean, that's just so cool. That dude. was so you. So me. What did you think about this young child, though? Before we have any context of it, like, when it's focusing on this one kid, what is your initial thought? Oh, is this kid going to get attacked by a demon? Because that's kind of what I remember the first time I watched that. I was like, oh, maybe something spooky's about to happen to I'm him. I'm ashamed to say that I was just kind of letting it flow over me. I didn't even think about... Like, I saw him, but didn't think that he was anything I had to worry about. I thought it was all just, like, setting up a mood more so okay. than anything. So, yeah. The the young kid, he carries this book that he gets from the library uh, back to in a very, very expensive mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, where we see what looks to be, like, important people drinking booze and having a discussion at a round table. Yeah, you also could have started this uh, sequence with, so across the sea in Marley. Yeah. Yeah. When we were in that room, I just felt that that energy and the smashed butterfly. I mean, wasn't that like oh in yeah? The last? Wow, a lot of references here. Um, they talk about not they didn't actually birth this child. It wasn't um, conceived by their own cells, their own uh, okay. biological fluids. All right, not their DNA. Yeah, interesting way for you to say all of that. Um, but he's very smart and exceptional. Is what they talk about. I mean, they're bragging about their own children. I mean, this is... Well, except not their own children. But it's not. But I mean, but he is, because they adopted him, so... But, yes, yes. By no means am I arguing that if you adopt children, it's not your child. But also, like, calm down a bit. It's but, not It's not your genetics. Yeah, exactly. That made him But it could smart. be their, their teachings and their overall parenting. But apparently this kid has a skin disease, Okay. And he can't get out in the sun. So. Which is where I should have been like, oh. You didn't catch anything no. from that? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I one said, of those, like, one I of those kids. I didn't think that this had anything to do with it. I was just literally, God, I was so dumb. I don't know what it was. I was just taken aback by, like, what we were in as far as, like, none of our characters. It was, I was just, yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, 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 that that awesome film, The Benchwarmers, back in the day when Howie was allergic to the sun and mm-hmm. he would eat the sunscreen. Yeah, this that's what this kid has. Okay. Carry on. Akka then, then appears right at the door of this mansion at light speed. It's like a spare room where the young child is. We've got the, you know, the grown-ups in the other room. And we learn that he is reporting to the young boy, Muzan. And as soon as the young boy turns, his eyes turn red and instantly gets that scary-ass Muzan look. Now, if I was uh, on top of my game, I should have already known. I didn't, which I imagine I was one of the 5% that didn't. So this was a great reveal for me. <laughs> uh, no, I, well, you say that, I was also a part of the 5% okay. because I was like, what the hell does this kid have anything to do with Akaza? Why right. is he... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what you're saying... Is even though they handed it to us, you yeah. also weren't aware. And right. Then, okay. I think when Akaza showed up, like it started to click. And then as soon as he said, I'm reporting to Muzan or whatever the line was, I was like, oh, okay. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think this answers our question of uh, Muzan being able to kind of just look however he wants to look. It, that, yeah, because before I thought it was just like he was a woman and I thought, oh, he's just put makeup on. He's essentially cross-dressing, but no, he can obviously either 
shapeshift or shapeshift or is he inhabiting i guess he i guess it would almost have to be shapeshift being that small well yeah i guess you're right though he could like take over the body of somebody but then again at the same time like nezuko can shrink herself Mm -hmm. so i guess i think it probably is shapeshifting yeah um and then But, but why and then this leads to another question why is he doing this with his young child what's the point of being this young child. Because no one, no one would suspect a young child. Is he also looking for information, though? Is this book that he is... So let's talk about that in a second, because I, okay. I also wanted to say another reason that I think I didn't catch all this is because I was too busy laughing um, as we're, like, panning over to Muzan before Akasa gets there. You just hear the uh, the father, he, he, he goes on about telling his friends... That he's hoping to contract or to uh, to concoct a miracle elixir to cure the boy. A miracle elixir. <laughs> Don't look at me and shake your head like, yeah, yeah. yeah what's funny about that? <laughs> I a mean, miracle elixir, Chad. That could happen. Okay. You don't know. All right. Well, that fell flat, but that's because uh, Chad is a big believer in miracle <laughs> elixirs. Sorry, everyone. Well, I mean, there's demons in this world, so maybe there's miracle elixirs. Who knows? Don't call them elixirs. <laughs> so, Akaza says that he couldn't get the blue spider lily. What the fuck was that all about? That was like his main point at the beginning. Yes. That was the first thing he says. What is the sp- blue spider lily? What is that all about? It, well, it obviously has something to do with him. I don't know if he... He's obviously still very strong, um, but is this something that's going to give him more power? Is he actually, you know, starting to reach his downfall? Is he slowly dying or something? And he needs this to stay alive um, because he only cares about himself. And I didn't really know that until this scene. I thought he might have had bigger things to play, but uh, like obviously, I thought he might have. I thought he might have cared about his wife and child when we first saw him the first time Tanji uh, crossed paths with him. But now that he's just chilling in a little boy's uh, body in this house with this family, that pretty much tells me all I need to know. Do you think he killed his wife and child before he left? Yeah, I don't think he leaves a whole lot of witnesses. Okay. <laughs> Even if those witnesses have no clue what's going on. I don't think he yeah. takes a whole lot of chances. Yeah, it's pretty sad. And you are right, though, earlier what you said. Who would expect him to be a young boy mm-hmm. that was just adopted by family? I mean, that is a an ultimate disguise. Well, I mean, literally, just switching. Like, what he's doing right now, he went from being a housewife. Or, sorry, not a housewife. He was a house husband to then a housewife-looking lady <laughs> right. to now a child. I feel like if you just keep switching like that, no one will ever find you. Like, there's just really no way. Nope. I, don't, I think you're right. So he tells Muzan that he did eliminate a Hashira, though, in the process of looking for this lily, I guess. That's when Muzan just points at him, sends a gust of wind, and causes a brain aneurysm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty much. I mean... There is no elixir that could fix yeah. this. I don't know if we've ever talked about. I think we said it last season. Why don't the demons like kind of team up? Maybe try to take moves on out because he seems pretty mean. They probably don't have a, sh- a single shot at him because he literally just pointed at Akaza and Akaza got injured. So it seems like he's way stronger than them. 
What do you, I mean, what is your takes on that? No, I'd like to still believe that if, you know, a lot of these top-level demons uh, they banded up. together, they could, but they got too much respect for him. Like, Akusa, he's the number three in this whole leadership thing. Like, I just feel like he he's walking away from that being like, that sucked, but he's also like, oh, what a guy. Yeah. He's, and he's like, oh, I am a failure. I didn't do what I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking about Tanji plotting his revenge. He's not thinking about, oh, I got to find a way to kill Muzan. Who can do that? He's thinking, no, I got to go back and kill that kid. Yeah, because that's what Muzan says. He says, I literally sent you there just because you were nearby and you still couldn't kill. There was more Demon Slayers there and you couldn't kill them. You only killed one Hashira. What the fuck's up with that? So he's super disappointed in him. And I think Akaza even realizes too that, yeah, I failed. Like that sucked. But I was also surprised that Muzan didn't like couldn't care less that uh, Akasa got a Hashira. Oh yeah, he didn't care. He's like, like I thought when he told him that, like, there's only so many. I mean, I guess they keep re- replacing them, so it's not. It's kind of like the same thing of the uh, the twelve moons. But I did kind of expect him to be like, oh, nicely done. But no, he's like, well, did you kill all of them? <laughs> yeah. And I think too, he well. He did also, didn't he see the earrings of Tanji? Or was that a different demon that saw? Who? Akaza. Does he, does he know about that whole ordeal? Um, well, Thomas was the one that got so excited because he Correct, saw it. Yeah. He was like, oh, how lucky am I? So that that is true. I don't know what Muzan sent Akaza for. Because he literally he, said he, just because he's nearby. He's like, I'll send you there. Right. Because so. I don't remember Akaza... Like he he did go for Tanji, because he was just good. Yeah, but then he was just like, oh well, he he's the easiest target because he was injured, is what he said. He didn't say anything about the earrings when he attacked Tanji on the ground. I but okay, hmm, interesting. He literally just tried to kill him because he was like, oh, he's the most injured. I can kill him quickly. Easy. Okay. So, yeah, he that's when you know Oxa goes back in the woods and is just absolutely pissed. Starts beating the shit out of Tanji's. Nichiro sword. So there goes his sword. Nichiren, not Nichiren. Nichiro. Sorry, I'm thinking of Tanjiro. <laughs> <laughs> so many rows and ends. No, and, that's true. Um, but yeah, he just beats the shit out of the sword because he's pissed at what Tanji said. That actually got to him. Got under, got a little bit up under his skin. But that's where I would be. I'm surprised. Like you said, I guess he does have a lot of respect for Muzan, but the way that Muzan treats him. I would think eventually he would get a little bit tired of it. This was the most I've ever seen Muzan, and I thought, okay, this guy's obviously he's crazy, but not on top of his shit. As like the fact that he's calling all the Hashiras just cockroaches and stuff, and it's like, all right, dude, why don't you go kill him yourself? What do you have an all right. them do? What do you need this blue lily tiger f- flag for? Yeah, what is That's he scared of? He's obviously like a little bit scared. If he could easily do that, he would have done it. He could have killed them all. We've so he, never seen him outside of like, I mean, obviously he made quite a show when he was killing all the lower demons and stuff, but with like Hashiras and people who weren't looking up for him, we haven't seen him just go and fuck shit up. He kind of hides in the shadows at all times. And that makes me think that in the past, he's ran into a few Hashiras or something and they put up a fight. This could have been forever ago and it almost got him and he's like, holy shit. He's like, I'm just going to send people from now on. And... Him calling them cockroaches. He's obviously running for something because we've seen him as three different people. Yeah. What you running from? Right. 
I'm on. He's the him. cockroach. Yep. If you think about it, that's so true, Chad. And also think about this. This is a tale as old as time. Thinking about it, as with vampires, demons, yada yada, a way to be able to bask in the sunlight. Maybe that's what that flower could potentially heal him to where he doesn't die from the sun. What is the name of the flower? Uh, a blue lily, something. That is probably blue spider lily. I mean, I'm assuming you're not doing the thing where you've seen this entire se- uh, you've seen this season, so you're acting smarter than you are. But that would make a lot of sense if that lily yeah. made him be able to be out in the sun. I don't think I they ever <laughs> mention it again. I don't know. I don't know. Could be wrong. But I three I mean, episodes from now when they reveal that that's what it is, I will uh, be pissed <laughs> at you. But the reason I'm getting to that conclusion is that's like the every every television show or movie where they can't get out in the sunlight. The end goal is always, oh, I want to get out in the sunlight. JoJo's. I mean, I literally just watched JoJo's Part mm-hmm. Two not too long ago, where the whole goal of Part Two was to be able to get out in the sunlight. So. Yeah. We'll see. Haven't seen that. Haven't seen all the Twilight movies that you were a big yeah. fan of. So I'm sorry I did not know that. You didn't watch Twilight? No. Well, you weren't cultured. You were a weird kid. What is the anime with vampires? I know there's got to be one. <sighs> Think about it. I've never seen one. Oh, wait, wait. JoJo's. They're vampires. Don't, okay, doesn't count. That does count. You no. said what anime has vampires? JoJo's. They're not vampires. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Who? Okay, well then you are an idiot. Because why did it take you so long to do that when you? Well, because I literally just said it. I literally just said they're trying to bask in the sunlight. They're vampires. In part two. All right. Was there a good <laughs> anime? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> um, I don't know any other. Castlevania. It's not even an anime, but it's like an English anime. Okay. <laughs> Just trying to find our our spot. Okay. Where we slide in, we write it. So we go to your favorite character, Zenitsu, and he's healing up. Okay, he's at the Butterfly Mansion. He's thinking about everybody and what all they've went through, and he's kind of thrown. Uh, he's kind of given some development here. Okay, he's growing up, right? Yeah. When we first saw him, I thought that perv Zenitsu was lifting that young maiden's skirt, but it was a different kind of buns he was revealing. Right. And I, and I hate that you called him a young perv and you expect that from him. Well, How about you give him a chance? Yeah, he's perv. But he goes to see Tanji and we see the young girl give him a bloody nose. He gets googly eyes and it's another one of the Zenitsu scenes. So but I it's take because back everything of her. I said. I mean, well, he does plenty of himself. But yeah, this is basically, I'm calling her Zenitshi. Zenitshi, okay. Because it's the same exact energy he puts off, and it's way too much. I already had one of them. I don't need two. Yeah, I totally agree. It was annoying that that happened in the first ten minutes of this episode, but whatever. And she said it looked like he got hit by a train. Hey, too soon. (laughs) That's pretty funny. It's actually really funny. I actually like her now. I take back (laughs) Way too soon, way too soon. So, Rengoku's uh, Betty Croker starts guiding Tanji to his own house. Mm-hmm. Tanji says, oh, Betty Croker is carrying on the will of Rengoku. <laughs> Take me <laughs> over there. So, we, we do see that as he's running, chasing after Betty Croker, he's still very injured. Okay, His stomach is not properly healed yet. Mm-hmm. But he's still running. Right. Yeah, I could tell that he was very, very handicapped. So... Taji makes it all the way there, and who does he see? None other than Sinjiro. 
And I like that because it sounds like a flame Pokemon name. Now, God, I'm not trying to be this guy, but uh, you already admitted to doing Nichiro because of Tanjiro. Is it Sinjiro or Sinjiro? Isn't it a U? Yeah, Sinjiro. Okay. That's what I said, Sinjiro. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just checking, okay? Because I gotta say these names too. <laughs> Sin, I'll, I'm gonna call him Sinju. <laughs> well, what? Actually, I like that name, Sinju. Okay, so we got Sinju. Send me where? <laughs> we got him. Tanji says that he's got a message for him. But right when he's about to say the message, we've got the drunk alcoholic flame, former flame Hashira father Mm -hmm. say that the message is probably worthless anyways, because look where it got him. And this guy in that robe, be careful. What, What do you mean by that? I'm saying that the way he's got that robe tied off, I saw way more man thigh than I have in a long time. I bet he's packing some schmeat, don't you think? I mean, probably. Some heat down there. He does look like a... Some fiery heat down there. Well-endowed man, but I'm just saying. It's <clears throat> Also, when you see a manly man that manly, and you see that much thigh, it just kind of Makes takes it you less back. manly. Well, you something about it, but it also more, in a way. Mm-hmm. He's the typical asshole drunk dad, though, from any televised series, from any program, from any film. He is just an asshole who drinks all the time. Mm-hmm. He says a person's talent level is dependent on from the moment they're born. They're just born with it, which is a very weird thing to say. He's, he doesn't talk about like working hard or anything like that. He just says your talent, the moment you're born, that's when your talent is decided. So this dude's been through some shit because he's very... He's just very stubborn, irritated, and he just sucks. This guy just sucks. Yeah, he very much sucks. Um, As much as we see of him sucking, I'm considering ourselves... Excuse me. I'm considering ourselves very lucky that Sinjiro seems to be a stand-up kid. Because this is exactly... If he didn't have his brother, he would probably suck, correct? But that's why I'm also, I mean, yes, his brother definitely helped get him on the right track, but I didn't know how long Kyodro had been gone, so this whole, I was developing theories that when we got back to Sindaro, he was also going to be an asshole and kind of a low-key bad guy, um, maybe like a nemesis to Tanji, because I thought he was going to grow up with this form of the dad where, you know, Kyodro got yep. the honor of getting to do the dad when he wasn't such a dick. And you thought wrong. Okay. Obviously, not as much time went by as I thought because I kind of expected Sinjiro to be Tanji's age, but he's still much younger. And just because someone has an asshole of a parent doesn't mean they're going to grow up to be an asshole. And I, I see where you're going there. You've, you definitely judge people by their parents, and you've done that growing up. Um, you're like, oh, I don't want to be friends with them. Their parents are bad. Just a lot of people are products of their environment. It's not that crazy. Yeah, you could have good friends, a good brother. What did he have? A good brother. Good a friends. good brother that left him. But luckily for not that long as I thought. <laughs> so, Tanji, as soon as he starts spitting out all this bullshit, Tanji, of course, sticks up for the passed away Goku. And then that's when it, the father sees that Tanji's earrings, what he's wearing, and says, wow, you're one of those wielded, sun-breathing techniquers. 
and charges at him to pin him down, okay? So he knows what these earrings mean. Well, I'm glad someone does. Well, other people do know. Muzan knows too. Yeah, Muzan knows too, but this is the first person who told us what it means. Yes. And I was very excited about This is intense, though. I like this a lot because... I mean, we got a former Hashira that knows what it is. We've got Muzan, who's obviously obviously been around a really long time. This is this just shows that this new era, these millennials don't really know what's up. Okay, they don't know about the old techniques. And you know who I miss? Who? Hirokodaki. I miss him too. You think he? Does he know? You think he knows? Well, considering he's the master, yeah, I think he knows. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> What if what if it turns out he is the master and like he was just making soup one day and fell in the soup and that's why his face is all burnt? Dude, I refused. To, well, he wore a mask. Okay, so his face already could have been messed up. Yeah, hair, I know hair is very different though. <laughs> the hair is very different. That's kind of what. But wigs. I'm just saying it's so weird <laughs> that we met that guy and it was just literally you know I felt like he we were gonna stay. He was gonna stick around. Dude, that would be so epic. He's been he gone for so long. You know? That would be so epic. Hinukami Kagura. How do you say it? Hinukami Kagura? Yep. Hinukami Kagura, the first technique ever invented. And everything derives from it. Okay? The sun breathing technique was the original technique. All these other, uh, according to Rengoku's dad, all these other ones are just shitty derivatives from it. And Well, I mean, yes from his dad, but also that's basically the, uh, that's how life works, you know? Yeah. The sun. Nothing exists without the sun, so it makes yeah. sense that that's how it would. So Tanji charges him, okay? He's pissed off. He starts to get his ass beat, though, because this guy's a former Hashira. He's a big man with big thighs, like you said. <laughs> right. But he's Tan- doing way too much moving yeah. in that rope. Tanji goes with his old classic move and just gives him a nice ass headbutt. And this guy deserved it. Absolutely just throttles him, even knocks him out for a little bit, according to Sinjiro. Sinjuro, sorry. Don't, I mean, don't get in your head about it. Just let it come to you. So, everything finally calms down, and we get Tanji and Sinjuro. They get their own alone time. I was, I was very excited to just, I mean, I'm still thinking about the sun breathing thing. It makes it all cool. Like, there's a lot of paying off there about his black sword, um, how... There was the whole, it was up in the air about fire Hashira, flame Hashira. They were two different things. Like, well, what was Tanji? No, he's his completely own separate thing. He's yeah. a son, Hashira. He's a son. Son boy. So the Ta- ambrosia, the ambrosia brown, it all makes yeah. sense. <laughs> Tanji tells him the last moments of what happened and, you know, what Rengoku said. And then asks for forgiveness for coming up short. Which is pretty sad, man. He's got that survivor guilt. I would too, though. I mean, that just sucks, man. You're talking to the the sibling of the dead guy that you were just with, and like it's kind of all your fault that he's dead. And he basically looks like just a younger version of him, yeah. exactly. Right. And then the <laughs> shit dad. And then too, knowing what Tanji or not Tanji, knowing what Rengoku said about the dad before he died, he didn't say anything bad about him. But mm-hmm. then he comes back to see that the dad just sucks balls. Well, I'm trying. Okay, yeah, yeah, because it's a. It'll say here in a second what what he actually the last words he said right. about his we dad. We knew but, more about the dad than Tanji did. Right. Yep. 
Sinjiro hands him a book that his father read that apparently must have this sun breathing technique in it, but he opens it up, the pages are ripped to shreds. So this guy hates sun breathers. He is a racist to sun breathers. He believes in the flames, I guess. And they call it the Hashira Chronicles, this book. I thought that was awesome. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. Taking a page out of our book. Yeah, good hey. name, good name. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to think, like, does he say more about sun breathers? He's kind of done now, right? Next time we see him, he's just on the porch thinking about Kyojuro. Yeah, he's, he's uh, done talking about it now. And Tanji doesn't have the information because the pages are ripped out. So what so. what has got him so worked up about sun breathers? To me, that's what... He's not that old of a guy. Tanji's dad obviously was a sun breather, but Tanji's dad also seems to have been around for like Tanji's family and famously was like sickly, except for the one night a year or whatever where he danced. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm just trying to figure he out why this have, guy's so worked up about... He had to have ran into Tanji's dad something. They had some beef or something. I mean, it had to be. But then if that's the case, you would think he'd be able to put two and two together and be like, wait, you're you're so-and-so's kid. It's almost like he's just mad at sun breathers as a whole. I don't know. I, I really hope we get more on it, though, because it is interesting. And, okay. Were there bad sun breathers? He was a Hashira. You'd think having a sun breather on, as a Hashira would have been a great thing. Right. And all of, I don't know why he's so worked up. Well, I know why. I can tell you one reason why. He is addicted to the booze. Right. So, Tanji says all he has to do now is just train harder where his body can handle that technique because he feels it in him, but it just drains everything in him once he uses it. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> but he's his one goal now is to become a Hashira no matter what in Rengoku's place. Uh, Tanji's so uh, silly cute is the way I'll describe him. Because he's so silly, but it is that always leads to cute moments. The book's torn. Cinderella's like, oh my, you literally came for this book. I'm so sorry. Tanji hasn't seen anything of use. And he goes, nope, this is, this is exactly, now I know exactly what I thought. I've just got to train harder. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, I came today thinking that if I saw something that I didn't think I was going to see, I would then think. I don't have to train as hard, but this exactly confirms what I thought. <laughs> so we then learned that Sinju's sword uh, did not change colors when he was trying to train to become a Demon Slayer person. And that sucks, because that means he has no skill, and he was not cut out for the mm, job. Yeah. But he does want to become useful somewhere, and then mm-hmm. that's where, you know where I get to? He could become a medic frontliner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where all the medic liners come from, Ronnie. Uh, yeah, let's all act like this kid's totally not going to be a flame, Hashira. I don't think he is. I think it did a, a good farewell right here because Tanjiro has now got him a good buddy. Okay, He's got him a good buddy in Sinju. And Sinjiro, it's not that hard. Well, I'm saying it's easier to say it. Well, but don't, right? But you know what I mean? But don't. So Sinju Rose hands Rengoku's Nichiren Sword Guard to Tanjiro and says, keep it, this will protect you. I don't need it because you know why? I'm not going to be a Demon Slayer person. Mm-hmm. Just oh, um, Did Betty Croker bring this? 
Is that what's going on? What? Or like the sword guard. That's what it seems like because when Betty Croker relayed the message, it looks like something was on the ground for um Okay. What's his name? Because I'm Sindhu. thinking I'm thinking uh Cinderella might have pulled a fast one. If I'm Tanji, I'd be like, Well, I saw him. He did not have this on a sword. What kind of yeah. what kind of you know yeah, yeah. second hand sword guard? It did are you look like me? Betty handed it to him, which is just another good thing by Betty. Betty's yeah. just so awesome. Yeah, Betty can uh carry objects. So they part ways and Tanji's off. Um, Sinjiro tries to talk to his dad, but he's still being an asshole. He's sitting on the porch, drinking booze, of course. Um, he then just comes out and says it, that Rengoku said, please take care of yourself. And those were the last words for, from him for his dad. That's the kind of, um, I think we've all, with siblings or with dads, you run into these moments where you're right at the line of pissing them off, but then you say one other thing. But when you say it, you're also ready to run. Yeah. Because you, know? you don't know how it's going to go. And that's what he did. He's like, oh, I really want to tell him. He said, take care of yourself. And he just like got in a sprinting <laughs> formation. And then his dad just starts crying. And he's like, okay, I can just walk yeah. away. It was unfortunate. He goes for another sip of booze. But it's either empty or he just can't do it. And that's when he starts crying. And uh, hopefully he's not crying about the booze. He's crying about the message. Well, he tilted that son of bitch back. So I think it was just <laughs> empty. Tanji heads back to the Butterfly Mansion, but before he can get there, we see the puckered up swordsmith. <laughs> he puckered up, yeah. Who chases him down for losing slash breaking another sword. Another one. I also, before we get to the, well, the puckered up guy, because that was hilarious. One more thing on the dad. He's like, oh no, he's crying. Now we all feel bad for him. Not... I don't either. Okay. I don't feel bad for him. I do hope that he can take care of himself, though, and come to terms with the fact that his son was a good kid mm-hmm. and did good. Yeah, I'm not rooting against him by any means, yeah. and I think he's salvageable, but yeah, I'm not going to feel bad for him after the way right. he's talked about my boy Sindaro. Right, he needs a good crying. He needs to get taught a lesson, and then he can overcome it. Um, it's crazy how... <laughs> Dirt bikes sound like they're right outside the pen. Yeah, right now. It does. Like, you know? It's wild, dude. It's so weird they get that yeah, rooftop. It's so awesome uh, that people love riding dirt bikes in 38 degree weather. Yeah, that I mean. rooftop track that your place has. People just BMX yeah. it up there. <laughs> or motocrossing, I should say. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, this puckered up, dude. This is the kind of anime moment I normally would hate, but I was expecting the fact that he lost his sword to be a big deal. So the fact that it happened in this episode this way, it really kind of made me laugh. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty funny. I think it's funnier just because he's so puckered up. Like, I feel like he got that mask just because he knew he was going to be puckered up and pissed at people for breaking and losing swords. And there was no warm-up. He he was literally, like, Tanji's just walking, and then 0 to 100 real quick, this yeah. guy just goes full-on attack mode. Yeah. I hope we get more of it. I really hope he breaks another sword. <laughs> yeah, it's just the because I was I was like it's kind of, it's kind of a bummer that um, Tanji, you know, swords the kind of thing where people would really bond with and mm-hmm. it's special. Tanji swords it would also be funny if they're just never special. He just goes through like eighteen of them, yeah. and it's just a big time commentary on it's all right. about the swords but not the weapon itself. So then we go to the next morning where, you know, the three best buddies, they're all eating side by side. And we learn that Tanji was chased all night until daybreak. And, uh, you know, they're eating some grub being tended to by the small lady children. 
but they say that training must continue. These three girls are giving those other two haunted children a run for their money. I mean, their eyes are just black dots, which is an unsettling feature in like the best animated show I've ever seen. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know what to think about these girls. What do you think about them? They're just kind of creepy. Um, <laughs> I don't love them. A lot of the young girls in this show are just creepy. Think about the ones with the master. They're all just creepy. Yeah, you know what it is, I think? They're not letting them think for themselves. They're all like robots that are like hardwired to the other ones. Okay. I just want one of them to... I want to... The day that one has enough like different of a personality that I'm able to single her out and be like, oh yeah, that's that one. That's when they no longer creep me out, I think. Okay. I don't think that'll happen, but... Because <laughs> <laughs> right now, I just know them as, like, blue, pink, green. Right. I think that's pink. the colors that they wear. They're like Powerpuff Girls. But that's a bad example, because every the Powerpuff Girls had very different personalities. Right. How many Powerpuff Girls can you name right now? None. I, I don't believe... Any. Dude, try. Try. I Fire, hate you Firefly. so much. Firefly. Why do you do that? Coco, Firefly, mm-hmm. and... Uh, You're still not doing it. You're just naming names. Think about it for two seconds, and if you really can't do it, then that's one thing. Coco is one, right? I don't think so. Puff. So, well, no. I was going to say close, but not. All right, let me think here. Coco. You don't remember the blue one? Uh, Come on. Uh, Come on. Blonde hair. Yep. Bubbles. Bubbles. Okay, the blue one. The blue one had blonde hair. The green one had black hair, and then the other one. And she was kind of like the emo chick before the emo thing was going on. Um, She was like Raven from Teen Titans, which was an awesome. I think I got all of them. (laughs) This is hilarious. I think I got all of them. Uh, Green one's Buttercup. Yes. Red one's Blossom. Blossom, it is. Blossom, Buttercup, and and that monkey, the bad guy monkey, Loki scared me. Mojo Jojo. You remember him? I was gonna say yeah. Momo, so you accord that totally makes Ooh. sense that you would know the bad guy's name, but yep. not the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, name. I couldn't name a single Marvel's character except for Thanos, so it's kind of goes hand in hand. Training begins. Okay, they're doing push-ups with the young ladies on their back. Okay, this is which this, it's yeah. pretty fun. I mean, it doesn't that, add much hard. weight. Yeah, it's not that hard. It's like when you're little cousins, you're like hanging out at a family gathering, and they hop up there, but they weigh like. 10 pounds right so you're just knocking them out i mean some of the way some of the shots that we get of these three guys later those little girls sitting on top of them don't mean anything because right. they are tiny sh- well the girls are tiny but these guys are shredded yeah. and actually have like they're not just like skinny shredded anymore oh, yeah. which is kind of funny they're all like well they are getting their protein they're getting in. beefy yeah, they're, they've been eating a lot. Every time we see them eat, they eat a decent amount of food. So they're, they're getting the calories in. Um, we find out that four months pass, and the three friends, they're just training together every day. I like this. You need some training partners. That's how you get better. You can't just train by yourself. Iron sharpens iron. Yep. Zenitsu, we find out in this four-month period, he even went on a solo mission himself, and he didn't freak out. How is that, Ronnie? I'm trying so I'm trying to roll my eyes so loudly uh, that you can hear it on microphone. Let me try again. Did you <laughs> did y'all hear it? No dude, okay. Yeah, not only that, they say he literally goes, Zenitsu has stopped throwing fits. Yeah. Yeah. No he hasn't. 
Why would they get my hopes up like that? Dude, because he has. No, if that is the... If this is actually the turning point, this will be the best episode ever. I'll just consistently say this is my favorite episode, but he hasn't, so we don't have to worry about it. Okay. I, I will say, I will say, I've analyzed him. He's putting in more of an effort, but literally five seconds after he does this, he's, I don't, he's like crying about Nezuko or something. I don't know. So Betty Croker leads Tanji. Okay, they still have a few solo missions to just deal with. You know, the little measly demons. He leads Tanji northwest in the mountains to an abandoned temple where him and Nezuku fight this guy. Nezuku. Nezuku. <laughs> you were struggling today. There's two, the names are too close. <laughs> they fight this guy, and it's like a spider demon, kind of. Um, but it's just another. It just shows how much better. All it's doing right here is showing how much better Tanji's gotten at fighting. He's fighting off this solo dude. This demon runs off to a nearby village. Tanji sprints down there and is basically like, dude, I caught up to you. You're done. Um, okay. I don't blame your notes for being that way because it was a longer episode. But to me, the biggest takeaway from this was not, oh, Tanji's gotten way better. Or him and Nezuku. F- <laughs> <laughs> doing it again. <laughs> him and Nezi fighting together. <laughs> Nezi all allow. That's much better than the other Nezuku. than the other shorthand you were doing. Nezuku and Tanjiru. <laughs> Nezuku. Um, Nezuku. Well, are you trying to? Did you roll your eyes at me when I was saying that? Dude, I get it. Sweet, they fight good together now. We've oh seen my god, <laughs> dude. We've seen them do it so many times. But god, now you're like Sinjiro's like dad. You're so toxic. They Quit. do fight well together. I will give you that. Um, All right, sorry guys. I wanted to talk about the coolest scene of the episode where talk he about does it. a backflip and she drops out of the backpack, and it's a planned uh, teamwork at its best. You thought that Tanji was doing a solo mission, but he actually wasn't doing a solo mission because deep down he's with Nezuko all the time. Um, but fine, I guess we won't talk about it because I mean, you could almost say that they are one. Okay, so he's really it's well, just you don't one. Get, I mean, do you want to have the conversation or not, dude? It was an awesome fight. It was fun. They're very. They work very well together. Now I want to see them with some higher up talent. Some. I mean, this is like. I mean, this is easy stuff right here. This is like scrimmaging the seventh grade team when you're in eighth grade. I will admit this demon um, looked like he was part of the JV basketball team. Right. But at the same time, it was dope. It is dope. I. And it's always fun watching Nezuko pull out them claws and scratching people. Like, every other time, she's just kind of came in as, like, a uh, last resort. Like, we were in serious danger. Yeah. This time, she's just, you know, stretching the legs out a little bit. Have you ever just wanted to snipe a uh, Where is this dirt go? bike tire uh, and just watch it go flat as the person flies off of it while riding? Yeah. That dirt bike is still making its way around town yeah. up top. And let me just look real quick on my phone. I'm going to check the weather app. And it is 37 degrees with uh, some wind gusts. They're up to 21 miles per hour. Awesome. Yeah, it's January 14th, and it is 543, which for some reason means that it is now almost dark outside. So uh, I would imagine the trees, once again, we are in a penthouse, the trees out there are probably going to get kind of treacherous. Watch out for them. Yep, wouldn't mind if they hit one. Back to the episode. So, 
He slashes this demon, okay? He puts him in a corner, absolutely wrecks him, and before the village can even see what's going on when they hear something, he's gone. So they take care of business like it's nothing. These measly demons are just easy, light work for Tanji and his baby sister, demon sister. He then starts to head back to the butterfly mansion, and on his way there, he hears the girls, the young girls. They're yelling, something's wrong. Uh, This was a shock to me. I, I the young girls yelling? I was confused what was going on. Yeah, they're yelling no. So we get a little view of what's going on, and we see Kanoa, Butterfly Jr. You know, oh, Kanoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, they, yeah, Canal. Oh, you thought I, I knew. Yeah, I thought you knew one of the little girls' names because you said Little Butterfly Jr., but I, yeah, Little Butterfly yeah. Jr. is. Butterfly so. Jr. is the actual, the oldest right. of the young crew. Right. Yeah. She's sitting there almost flipping a coin, deciding whether she should help her young siblings uh, get away from this Hashira. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't really know how to explain this one. He's just holding these two children. Well, you would have thought that the whole system broke down when it's like literally Shinobu, which is one of the girls that made you who you are now, saved you. And still, even then, she's getting kidnapped and like, well, we'll leave it up to the coin. Yeah. Yeah. And she thinks of Tanji, though, and then she doesn't flip the coin. So there we go. Tanji helping people out. But we see that one of the Hashiras, the flashy one, um, has a young girl around his shoulder. He's, like, just toting her out. And he's also got another one. And he's just trying to leave with him. Just leave this place. <laughs> Which uh, is crazy. I mean, yeah. Like, I I didn't know what was going on. It was so uh, unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, it's very unnecessary. <laughs> But luckily, Tanji arrives, the the hero of justice, and he just seems like he's being a straight-up simp for these young ladies because he shows up. (laughs) He shows up, and he's even like, wait a minute. Are they just all over this guy because he's a good-looking dude, or is he kidnapped? What is going on here? And it's just another Tanji. He's like, how how dare you do that to girls? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he realizes, I think while he's saying that, he realizes how bad that sounds when he's saying it. <laughs> Tanji goes to headbutt the guy, but before he can even headbutt him, butt his head, the dude is already on a ledge. He's too quick, he's too flashy. He pronounces his name, Tenjin Uzui. Uh, pretty good. As he says he's taking you've these... Had a, you've had a rough time this episode. That There's too many names, good. brother. He says he's taking these two because he needs female demon slayers for a mission. Which, what is, I mean, what does that even mean? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Because not only does he need two girls, he also must think he'd be like, or he's two like, young yeah, gals. he's like, this seven-year-old will do fine. Yeah. Sounds pretty pervy to me, the way he's saying it. He needs to be careful. They're very young. Oh, you think he needs to be careful? Just wait. <laughs> he's t- He's taking away someone who isn't even a core member. That's the funniest part. He just throws her. Once he realizes they say she's not a part of it, he just throws her off the ledge. Tanji has to catch her. He's got basically the same feelings toward women as you do, which is just that they're all the same. What the fuck does that mean? It means that you have a very toxic relationship with the female They're not all the same at all. We've got women that are over 18, and then that's all that matters. Okay. So, Aoi... So, one type? Yeah. Because that's got, all that matters? I've got one type of woman that My I like. My point exactly. Overage. That's the one type I like. 
Aoi. How, how do you say her name? Aoi? Who are you talking about? A-O-I. The, the lead maid. The lead maid who he keeps on his shoulder. The one girl. The butterfly girl? No, Butterfly Junior is Are down you the talking ground. about one of the three multicolored girls? She's not one of the three. There's three multicolored girls, and then there's like the housemaid, and then there's Butterfly Junior. Who are you saying the housemaid? Shinobu? Not Shinobu. There's five girls here, right? There's Shinobu. Shinobu's Canal. here, but she's not actually in the picture because Shinobu is a Hashira. She's not standing right there. There's. The oh, you're talking about a picture? What? What are you talking about? The girl that is on his shoulder is her name is Aoi. She's not one of the three children. She's like a little bit older than the children. Okay. She's like the housemaid, the one that was making the actual roles that Zenitsu came up on. I okay. I did not put that together. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The three little children. I do not know her name. He, he just <laughs> threw one of the three children down. Do not ask me that question again. <laughs> He calls Tanji unflashy, though, and just keeps roasting him, basically calling him a simp, and says that, oh yeah, Tanji says, we shall go in your in her place then, and he's like, who? And then all of a sudden, we get a like a Disney, a Disney <laughs> yeah. scene right here, where Hinosuke and Zenitsu just appear out of nowhere, yeah, in the did, most dramatic fashion. Where did those guys come yeah. from? Now that is the scene to show... Uh, see all this training they've done? Yeah. Huh? Such a Disney move that they pull right here, and I'm so here for it. He then says, fine, I'll take you with me. Even though he just said literally 30 seconds ago, I need female Demon Slayer cores to come with me. But I guess these will do. And he says, don't you dare defy me, though, as he then smacks Aoi's ass, and she makes a... Dude... Huh? No, he don't say it that way. That's what he did. No, but you can't he say smacked it. her in the ass. You can't say it that way. It makes it even worse. Oh, okay, he smacked her bosom. He spanked her butt. You that's can't. Wor- that's worse. No, smacking that. You said he smacked that ass. That's what he did. That's way worse. You can't just go around doing that's that. That's how he did it, though. He didn't just give it like a love tap. He I mean, smacked he, it. He did smack it, but you can't say that. He can't do that, dude. I say he can't do that. <laughs> no, I agree. He's got to be He seems care- a little older. No, that's not even... You surpassed being careful at that point. That's just jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But who's going to arrest that guy? I mean, beyond... No one's going to arrest this big, beefy man. So, they start to head out. Super. They're going to a super flashy place, according to this guy. Uh, also, well, another thing I want to say about Tinjin is... For if someone was going to sound poetical, like basically all the demons do that we talked about last episode of the episode before that, it would be him. And instead, he just sounds like manly. Yeah, he's not even being flashy. Right. He looks flashy. He's just not being flashy. If you're flashy, you would think that that flashy character would be like, oh, but he's not. Yeah. But he says they're going to a super flashy place filled with lust in Japan. It's the entertainment district where demons reside. All the more worrisome that he was taking two very young girls with him. Right, right, right. Filled with the lust One and filled being with drugs. literally like seven years old. And then we get the OP of the episode at the end. The How e- did you like that? Oh, uh, this is the OP? This is the OP spoiler at the alert? end. Spoiler alert? Okay. Well, it's not a spoiler. If you, well, had you any, if you had any common sense, you would have known, uh, oh, wow, they put the OP here because it was a 45-minute episode. I, uh, I guess I know anime a little bit, but you don't. So. No, you spoiled it. 
because uh, you know another time that they do animated uh, intros and outros at the ED at the end. So that's what I thought it might have been. Okay, but you, right. sp- you spoiled. <laughs> All right, that's fine. That's fine. <sighs> um, God, I'm still getting over that spanking. That was a nice spanking. I'm f- no, it was not a nice spanking, Chad. What is up with you today? What do you mean a nice? I didn't mean it. It was like nice. Oh, that was nice. I meant that. You like, mean he really got a hold of her? <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, I mean, it was, what was solid. What was the point of spanking her? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Why did he think he's like okay? I'll just spank her real quick and say, "Good to go, boys." All right, reset here. I am pumped for the entertainment district. What do you think about Tenjin? Oh, well, I think he kind of sucks. <laughs> That's what I wanted to ask. Do you think you'll like the guy or no? No, I don't think Dude, I'm going to like him. He lightly tapped a girl's <laughs> No, bottom. he didn't. He freaking knocked her out, out of the park. And he was just taking two girls. And then at the drop of a hat, they were like, well, what if three dudes and said? And he's like, all right. <laughs> he's like, you talk. I go both ways. I'm he's real like, flashy. you talk me into it. Yeah. Especially when... Uh, and Nosuke takes off the boar's mask and he realizes how flashy he is under there. He's going to be super pumped. But oh, yeah. Now, it, it looks like we're going to hang out in like a city spot rather than all these rural in the mountain spaces we've been in before. And that's just got me jazzed. It, does, it looks really entertaining. Speaking of jazz, it looks like the kind of place that might have some. Mm-hmm. A little underground jazz scene. I would agree. So, no, good. Well, I was going to say good job. You did just below a fine job today, I would say. It was a longer episode. Thank you for your service. Dude, the names, there's just too many that are one letter off, you know? Well, yeah, you're saying that excuse, but really there was one new name this episode, and all the other ones... Sinjiru? You've been nailing. Is that right? Sinjiru? Well, I guess I guess two. That's Sinjiru. Sinjiru, or is it Sinjiru? It's Sinjiru, and you know that. Okay. Okay. We're at the end of the episode. You You don't have to keep up this shtick. We are now doing cyberpunk reactions on our YouTube channel. Go check it out. Ronnie and Chad. Um, Pumping out TikTok. Travis has just strolled in for the latest Patreon episode, so go ahead. Follow us over there. Five bucks a month. You get four podcasts a month. Check it out. Patreon.com slash Ronnie and Chad. We have been just churning out the content. Go like my TikTok that I start in. Um, Chad, against my better wishes, put that stupid robot woman's voice on it, and I hate well, her. I had to come up with a solution to how we get numbies. Yeah, it's going. Work. It's going absolutely viral. It's going so bonkers. He knows what he's doing. He is our social media manager. It's going very well. Talk with you next week. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.